I don't know how the sauce gets made. Uh. So I don't. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Clean It Up podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing all the fall activities, but how to make it eco-friendly. <laughs> fall, but make it eco-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of fun activities in the fall, and not to say that they're all like wasteful or, you know, harsh on the environment, but uh, there are quite a few activities that I don't think you, you associate them with being wasteful, I guess. Like I don't, I would never would have really originally thought of apple picking or pumpkin picking as being wasteful activities. But over the past couple of years, I've tried to really assess like, do I ever use those apples? Mm -hmm. What do I do with that pumpkin afterwards? So I feel like this is a good, I don't know, summary of some just things to be more conscious of. Totally. I think there are things generally in fall that you can be more conscious of. First off, I want to like PSA about, you know, keeping your thermostat at an appropriate temperature and using blankets instead of like cranking that ish up to, you know, oh, 72. And the, really, I, that's I like, love warm. That's but. like the kiss of death in my house. Like our heat will not go on before, like maybe Thanksgiving. Whoa. If, yeah. Maybe November 1st, if it's really cold, like, mm. Billy loves not to turn the heat on. He is like, no, it's perfect. The temperature is great. And I'm like bundling, bundling. Mom, don't worry. I'm not being abused. It's fine. Like I can hear my mom now, like he's going to turn it on. But seriously, you're right. Like always with the long pants and the sweatshirts and the socks and the slippers before the heat. It's true. I try to remember that I'm an eco- warrior princess when I feel like I'm cold in the house and want to turn the heat up. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard when your hands and your toes are icicles. It's hard to remember to be an ego warrior princess. It really is. So let's just hope that Billy has just like stopped listening to the podcast because if he hears your PSA, he's going to be like, well, but Julie said. And like, admittedly, I'm a hypocrite because we don't keep our thermostat very high. Like we try really hard to keep it at like 65 to 68, which I think is probably lower than like quite a few households. That's because my mom always kept it really chilly and yelled at me when I would touch the thermostat. So it's ingrained in me now. Um, but there are days when like my toes have been cold for five hours straight and I'm like, what if I just <laughs> increased it by Five just like a little bit. Maybe seven degrees. Oh my God. <laughs> I think if I turned the thermostat up seven degrees, like I, I can't fathom that. <laughs> that would mean like, whew, it would have to be really cold in here for me to be like, yep, seven degrees. I'm just, just doing it. Just turning it on. Yeah. I think we keep it like 60. It's cold. Oh, wow. That's cold. So I feel like cold. we're most often at 65. And sometimes when people come over and they're like, hmm, mm -hmm. not so cozy in here. And I'm like, mm, here's a blanket. Here's a blanket. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's the most eco-conscious thing to, you know, sort of layer up and fall is full of cozy sweaters. So throw one on and grab a blanket. I think I have an electric blanket and I'm not sure that that's ego-friendly. <laughs> We're going to pretend that 
I think it's probably more eco-friendly than the gas that we would be using to heat the apartment. Anyway, we're going to move it's on. It's probably a toss-up. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to incriminate myself. Because now I'm thinking about all the chemicals in the electric blanket. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I can't get rid of it. There's no way I would die. My toes would fall off. <laughs> I had one years ago that I love. I have no idea where it is now. Bleaching chemicals somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I probably gave it to someone because it's certainly not allowed on my bed at this point. Like definitely not. Darn. Yeah. Well, you can always come over to my apartment for and five use your electric blanket. <laughs> it's an electric blanket. Hey, you do have the best blankets though. I will give you that. So if I'm cold at your house, I'm okay with it. Cause it's I like take my blankets seriously. Very cozy blankets. <laughs> I almost said very cozy blanketage. And I was like, I don't blanketage. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just dumb. It. So I feel like first and major and most important fall activity, apple picking. Oh yes. I love apple picking. So I grew up in the Southern part of the country, not the South, but the Southern part of the country. And I like never did apple picking. That's just not, not a thing. There are no apple trees there. And so I didn't do apple picking until I was like, I don't know, 27, 28, like oh my God, recently. I don't know that about you. I don't think. I don't think so. Like we never went during college. Oh. My now fiance took me apple picking, like when we first started dating a few years ago. So like that was the first time I've ever done. I mean, I may have done it as a small child, but I don't know that to be true. So now I'm like, I gotta make up for lost time because I love apple picking. It's so enjoyable and lovely. It's so much fun, and it is such a great, um, like, time killer. I want to say yeah. for the fall, like, it eats up a whole day if you go to a really good orchard and you stop for apple cider donuts. And that's really what I'm in it for. Same, <laughs> the apple cider donuts. That's really what's got me. Yeah, I um, stop for so many apple cider donut breaks that I end up eating a thing of apple cider donuts and then purchasing yet another to leave with. Mm-hmm. And then of yeah. course, I have a massive stomach ache afterwards. I can't get the apple cider donuts until we're on the way back to the car because otherwise they'd be gone. Like I can't still be there in the amount of time it would have taken me <laughs> to eat them. Like I have, no, I can't do it. Or I'd just, I'd just be like, I'll have five dozen apple cider donuts. Thanks. Thanks. They're so good. They're, They're so, so good. good. Okay, so let's talk about whether apple picking is sustainable. Because I think on its face, you might think like it's really not because you're like traipsing through the apple orchards and like picking all kinds of apples and like disrupting nature, right? Like I, I think it's easy to get to that it's not. But actually, I was reading that picking your own apples and pumpkins is generally considered more sustainable at least than buying them from the store. And this is for a few reasons. So one, most organic farmers, so if you can find an organic farm near you, even better. Organic farmers follow eco-friendly agricultural processes, which help enhance the soil and the water quality, um, reduce the pollution, restrict the use of harmful fertilizers and pesticides, blah, blah, blah. We know all this. Organic is great. If you're going to eat it organic is awesome um but fruit picked at an organic farm will typically also have more nutrients and less pesticide residue than conventionally grown crops so that's pretty awesome not specifically sustainable but sort of i think you could get there like pesticides and pollutants in the water means water becomes a scarcity blah 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 like i think you can get to that being not very sustainable but as a you know chemical 
freak. I don't know what, I don't know what I want to call myself like that. I worry about those. Um, Picking apples and pumpkins directly from the orchard where they are grown is also better for the environment because it's grown locally so it doesn't have the massive carbon footprint that's associated with flying or trucking these things around from place to place to place, which is pretty cool. Um, it also detracts from the, like the shipping time takes away from the freshness of the fruit. So by the time you get it, it's not necessarily fresh. Um, I carved a pumpkin last year that I carved it. I went away like the weekend after and I came home and it was literally like completely flattened. It had gotten moldy and it just like leaked all over my table. It's, I have a picture, I'll put it on Instagram. It's disgusting. And I was like, this is the last time I buy a pumpkin at a grocery store. Cause I don't know where it came from or how old it is. Oh, that's, that's atrocious. Ew. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. And I had to dig up a dead pig in high school for biology. So like, Ooh. that's really saying something. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. And honestly, I have just in the last probably two years of my life gotten into the idea of buying pumpkins at farms because I always like, they have the big thing of pumpkins at grocery stores and I would always just grab one from there. But I have noticed that the ones from the from the farms actually, yeah, that they last longer. That makes sense. They totally do. Even if they're not, well, probably maybe especially if they're not organic, but just generally, if you're, if you're taking them off the vine, is that the right phrase for pumpkins? feels like a vine. So I don't feel like I've ever gone quite that far. Like I pick them from a, a patch, but they've already been plucked off. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> That's the New Hampshire. By which they you're grow. right. You're right. It's true. They've like been placed on stands at the but farm. But I do love picking out my own pumpkin. It's a long process that Neil does not enjoy. Totally. <laughs> like, but this one's cuter and this one's got a little pimple and this one looks like it's smiling. And I think he would just pick the first one he saw and walk away with it. But I love ugly pumpkins, which I think are actually just gourds um, <laughs> where they're like all different colors and yeah. they've got the warts all over them. And so one year I did just like all ugly pumpkins and that was, was a real, was a real winner of a year for me. I was just living my best life. It felt good. <laughs> Might have to do that again this year. Uh, yeah, I think probably the worst part about the pumpkin, and this goes kind of along with what you were saying about your pumpkin rotting on your table, is that the pumpkins, when they do go bad, they just end up in the trash. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. And now that we have compost bins, both of us, yes. our pumpkins, you know, when getting soggy and flat and I like to let the critters eat them for a little bit because I find that the squirrels seem to really like pumpkin interesting yeah that's so a, in the past I've tried to take my pumpkins out and literally throw them into a wooded area like I go out to a wooded area and throw my pumpkin there which I'm not sure that that's kosher but I did <laughs> and it was always stripped of its seeds so I guess it wouldn't grow new pumpkins but yeah. this year I'm definitely going to compost my yeah buddy Probably have to cut it up before I put it in the compost bin. Yeah, my compost like opening is not big enough for a pumpkin. No, mine isn't either. I, I probably wouldn't break down as well either. Smashing it would be quite smashing good. pumpkins. That'd be fun. Yeah, I was gonna make a gonna make yeah. a joke. <laughs> okay, so how do we make apple picking and pumpkin picking and just having those things and buying those things in general as sustainable as possible? Picking. How do we make picking more sustainable? <laughs> picking. So like you said, going to local orchards, Yep. which if you live in New England, there are orchards everywhere. 
everywhere, everywhere, all over the place. It's yeah, that's a good point. Is this a New England specific thing? Like, do people in the rest of the country pick apples and pumpkins? I think, yeah. I mean, I have to imagine in the Midwest they can grow pumpkins. Yeah, I I don't know. The climate for apples is kind of on the colder side. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't think that it is, like you said, growing up in a different region of the country, I don't think that it is like a cherished fall activity in this thing. No, way it is in New definitely week. not. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a thing here. Yeah. There's it's like, a, it's the thing, like it's what you do. It's you pick what? apples, right? Like in the winter time, you cut down a Christmas tree in the fall, you pick apples. Like, I don't know. It's just, yes, it's like season specific. Like that's the thing you have to do to check the fall box. It, no, it absolutely is. It's so true. I, I don't think that there has been a year like really my whole life where I haven't gone apple picking at least once. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to reduce your carbon footprint, you can go to these orchards with your friends, with your family, carpool there, especially going to one that's far away. If you're in New England and, you know, some people make the adventurous like trip from Massachusetts to Vermont or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, carpool because we're trying not to create more carbon emissions as we're heading out to the local farms to be eco-friendly. Yep. Um, don't buy the biggest bag of apples just because you can. Mm-hmm. If you don't eat apples, if you don't normally eat apples, you don't need the biggest bag. I'm promising you, you don't need the biggest bag. Nope. Definitely I eat not. apples daily. Like I am an apple a day keeps a doctor away. My whole life, like I've had an apple five days a week usually. I don't eat them on weekends per se, but <laughs> I eat one with lunch every day, just default usually. And I still get the smallest bag of apples because- yep. Even if I eat one every day and Neil eats one every day and we make a couple of apple-based products, we still have extra apples. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Like we, we eat like two to four apples a week between the two of us. So we don't eat an apple a day. Definitely not. But like if they're in the house, I usually cut one up for lunch that we like split whatever. Um, but I also like, I like to bake. And so I try to decide ahead of time, like what recipes do I feel like I'm going to want to do in the next week? week because like apples really don't last that long um and then I only get as many apples as I'm gonna need for that and then a couple for snacking like I think the thing is like oh it's so fun and you like pull the apples off the tree and like totally yes so I like to go to an orchard where there's also like a farm operation so it's like you can pick apples but you can also get like some awesome zucchini or cucumber or whatever else while you're there so it's like you feel that fulfillness, fulfilled aspect of being like, yay, I'm getting fresh fruit and produce, but like, it's not all apples or any one thing like that would be too much. Yeah. And, and just like take your time. Cause I think that's another mistake people make is they just go through and pick a bunch and then they're not satisfied because it's yep. like, oh, I've only, you know, I came all this way and I've only been here for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thorough. Like I like to walk through the orchard and find out where all the apples are and which ones look good. I like to mock the golden delicious for a few minutes because <laughs> they're the worst apple. This is another thing I feel like I've missed out on. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, there's red apples and there's green Ooh, apples. No, there I'm are. Learning, I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning. Totally. And in my, you know, few years that I have been apple picking, I'm like, okay, I I'm starting to understand, but like, I think I need to just get like one of every kind of apple and do a little apple taste test. Yes. And that is something that I admittedly do every time I go apple picking is I eat 
essentially not the whole apple. I usually take like half the apple. So I feel just absolutely ill afterwards. Like my blood sugar level is just through the roof and I want to throw up, but I've tried all of the apples and then I can go back and assess which ones were my favorites and what I want more of for a, you know, snack versus baking. Yep. Very complicated. But when you take your time, you feel that fulfilled feeling. Like at the end you walk away and you're like, this was great. Hours here. I was in the sun. I spent time with friends. I tried so many apples. (laughs) I learned, you know, the, the, different red apples today and you know all their complexities <laughs> always an opportunity to learn and play with the plants it's good <laughs> yeah and then obviously if if your apples go bad so like you said you should plan before you go so you know how many to get if you think that you're not going to use them you should plan to make something like a pump uh, an apple pie or um uh, a cider like you can make your own cider delish so good i know personally i I'm not going to commit to huge baking projects. So I, I really just try to get the small bag. But if some mm-hmm. of your apples do start to go bad, either try to use them in a baking activity where it doesn't require your apple to necessarily be, you know, perfectly crispy or as my advice for everything is going to be now compost it. <laughs> Don't throw it in the trash. And this is just occurring to me. So if this is dumb, it's fine. Uh, I suppose as apples, Oh God, I'm like really afraid this is going to be stupid. I suppose as apples start to break down, that's how you could make your own applesauce. I don't know how applesauce gets made. Ah. I I have never made applesauce. However, I have done apple picking with people who like went for the purpose of making applesauce. And they- Oh my God, I feel so much better already. Like there's a process of like cooking the apple- Okay. And adding in like sweeteners and a stuff. A ton of sugar. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel a little better. So I suppose that what you could do is you could make applesauce if they're like on their last leg and you don't want to bake anything, you can make applesauce. Also, I suppose you could just chunk them up and put them in the freezer for like smoothies, mm-hmm. maybe? apple smoothies, or you could like, I don't know, add apples, frozen apples to cocktails. Like if you want to oh. do like a little fall oh. drink. That just, sounds delicious. Just riffing off of my sustainability uh, thoughts here, but I'm like, yeah, I hate to throw food away. I really, really do. So Same. I'm always like, food waste is very annoying. What can me. I do with these things? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's something that has always driven me nuts about apple picking is that I know so many people, like basically every year, whoever I go apple picking with, we have a conversation later on where there is some discussion about X amount of apples that ended up going bad. And it like, yeah, like kills oh, me every time. LOL. I just tossed all the apples away. And it's like, dude, why? Right. I'm like, no, then you shouldn't have bought. I, I told you not to buy the big bag and you bought the big bag. You gotta just always are. listen to Julie, especially yeah. in the forest. Just <laughs> in the forest. Basically what an orchard is. Okay. So along the same lines of apples and using apples up, we can talk about, you know, pumpkins and turning them into jack-o'-lanterns, right? Like the same, really all the same applies to picking pumpkins. Like if you know you want to carve a pumpkin and use a few more to decorate your steps or your mantle or whatever, like try to come up with a plan for what you're going to do with the waste. Like, I mean, first of all, if you're not using pumpkin guts to make delicious treats than like even I'm doing New England better than you and I'm a total New England noob so it's like come on get on it they're really good my brother puts something savory on them like 
salt or on pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I but I feel like it's weirder than that. Like I, uh, I think it's teriyaki sauce or something like that. Like he put something weird on them, but they're, it's good. It's really good. So, uh, this is a useless thing for me to be saying, cause I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, but I will good with everything. Like just I didn't put it on Instagram. Yep. And they're so good. Like I honestly, I look forward to like freshly baked pumpkin seeds every fall. Like I'm so excited to get a pumpkin. I don't care about the jack-o'-lantern in the slightest. I want the pumpkin seeds. I'm like super with you. I'm really excited about the pumpkin seeds. Like I'm thinking about it right now and I'm like, it's too early to get a pumpkin, but I really want those seeds. Yeah. They're so crunchy. They make for a great snack and they're actually quite like nutritive. The pumpkin seeds. Like I was really low. Nutritive. Nutritious. Nutritive. Whatever. (laughs) You know, words. I was just, I thought you, you were so confident. And I was like, I, this is my second dumb moment on this podcast. I don't know that word. It's like, I didn't really want to say nutritious, but I want to say like, they, they do have some good nutrients, nutrients, you know? Okay. I see. I'm like, this doesn't necessarily fulfill your quota for the day, but I have perpetually have low iron. And I read once that pumpkin seeds have iron in them. And I was like, this is handy dandy. Cause I love that snack. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. Just eat them all the time. Um, so yeah, you should be using as much of the pumpkin as you can. So I am not someone who actually ends up making something with the other pumpkin bits. Like I've never made a pumpkin soup or anything like that, but I know people who, who do. I'm just Ooh, I'm not pumpkin like soup. that. Maybe I'll try that. That sounds yeah. good. Um, and I don't, I, I couldn't tell you anything about how one makes it from a pumpkin, but nah, that's what the internet's for. It's okay. <laughs> you could look it up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, try to do the best for your pumpkin. Like don't, if you know that your pumpkin is immediately going to get smashed by kids in your neighborhood or, you know, what, whatever it may be there's no need to put the, the pumpkin out. Mm-hmm. You're done using the pumpkin as a decoration. You're done making it into a jack-o'-lantern, compost it or put it in the woods. Because once again, it's just such a waste to put it in the trash. It's, yeah. it's so unnecessary. Please just buy fake pumpkins. If your intention is to keep it out there for like seven days and then throw it in the trash. I understand that it happens and sometimes you don't have access to the woods or whatever. If your pumpkin becomes a disgusting moldy mess on your control. Like there's that was do but throw it in a plastic bag at that point. And there was no option. I had to like scoop it off the table. Like there was no moving it anywhere. So that was an unfortunate year because well it it sucked to begin with, but also it was like, well, I guess this is going in the trash. Sad. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that was a weird that was a weird thing. I don't know. Still maybe one of the weirdest things to ever happen to me. (laughs) It's just like it looked so spooky too because I had carved it into a jack o' lantern and the mold was like coming out of its mouth. Ew. So it like looked scary. <laughs> and I was like, who broke into my apartment and did this? And it was like, nope, it's just nature. Nature just kind of uh, perfectly placed. Nature, man. Uh, All right. I- so you mentioned plastic pumpkins. So yes. that's a Julie, queen of segues. Let's yeah, talk about fall decorations uh which is full of waste and i too much plastic yes yeah this was a really all seasonal decorations are full of plastic very wasteful 
number one note if you're going to seasonally decorate, which of course I have no beef with, keep your decorations. Do yes. not, you do not need a new set of decorations every year. People do not remember how you decorated your house the year before. The leaves, they're always appropriate. The pine cones, they're always appropriate. The little, you know, pumpkin decor that you have, cute, always, through the whole entire fall. Yes. Don't get rid of it. <laughs> I love seasonal decor, and I really only consider seasonal decor between, like, Halloween and yeah. Christmas. Like, yeah, I, that's same. it. I, like, I'm not out here decorating for, like, 4th of July, although I could, but I'm not. Um, I love seasonal decor, and I have a wreath made of fake fall foliage that I bought when I was like, I don't even know, 19 maybe. And I just like still have it. It used to hang on the door of my dorm and I, it's awesome. And every once in a while I have to throw a little hot glue on there and it's fine. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is an area where people really struggle is they want to buy a new set of decorations every year. And that's fine if you want to add to your, you know, your collection, whatever, but you should have a bin in your basement or something where you are putting those decorations and you are taking them out the next year and they should not be going in the garbage unless they are broken, broken, done, dangerous, yep. something like that. Um, and that's something that has always kind of like driven me nuts is that you, you look at what the market is like for these seasonal decorations and you're like, it can only be like this because people must... They must buy it because there are whole stores that revolve around seasonal decor, like a lot of them. Yeah. And fall, the cool thing about fall and also winter in New England is like this as well, but at least fall in New England um, is that the fall, the items of fall are fall decor that you can use in your house, like twigs and nice fall foliage and acorns and pine cones that start falling from the trees. and um, if you're not composting those items, which if you have the ability to compost, if you have a compost bin or pile, compost them. Um, but also I found a really cool article on this blog that we can totally link in the podcast notes for how to preserve your leaves naturally. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that would be so cool to make decor from real leaves. Like, especially yes. when you find those like beautiful, like perfectly like turned leaves that are like yep. reds and oranges, you know? Real leaves with maybe some biodegradable glitter. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Mm, chef's kiss. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a big, and I think like, you know, we're going to have an episode about like Christmas. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, eco-friendly Christmas, you know it. And we can go off about Christmas decorations there. <laughs> And other Christmas issues. But yeah, yeah, I'm already thinking, I'm like, oh, this leaf preserving process. I'm like, I don't know what it is yet, but I already want to do it with pine cones. Yeah. So I'm just like all about this. This sounds awesome. And it's, it's kind of fun when you think about it, like to, to have someone come over and like see decorations and think to yourself, like, I didn't actually just buy that from Target. I, I made that. I made that decoration. Yes. My mom taught me how to make a wreath, like a Christmas wreath of actual greenery. And I'm like, this is, it's a great skill because yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that wreath, like, cause I can change it every year because I just like, you know, I use the cuttings from my own Christmas tree and all that stuff, which that's, that's another, it's another question, but it's fine. <laughs> it's another um, bit for the Christmas episode. Yeah. But we're here to talk about fall and Halloween. So what else, what else is there? So, and I feel like there's not a lot on this topic, but 
it's fall. The weather is, I'm going to throw it out there again, chef's kiss. Um, chef's kiss. And we're talking specifically about New England here, I suppose. But fall foliage is beautiful. The weather is phenomenal, especially like a sunny, you know, think like it's in the 50s, but it's yeah. sunny. But it's beautiful. And the air is like crisp and you're, you're carrying a hot beverage. And I feel so fond of these thoughts. And I love spending outside time outside in the fall. I love going for walks in the fall. I love going for hikes in the fall. It's so perfect. And then, so the one note on that part would be if you're going to go see fall foliage, first off, don't be an annoying rubbernecker who causes traffic for people who live in that area. Don't do it. Pull over to the side of the road, get out of your car, take pictures. Also, once again, carpool. But also if you're going to go hiking and you're going to look at, you know, foliage on mountains or things like that, as per our, our usual like rants about nature, leave no trace. Take everything yeah. with you. Just because you're, you know, looking at fall foliage doesn't mean you're treated different than other walkers or hikers in the area. Be kind and leave the area exactly as you, are, you know, ar arrived there. And we can have a whole episode about that one too. But yeah, a little As you left it or better. Or better. Yeah. Pick, pick up, up some, some trash wire there. Oh, Bring a stash bag with you when you hike and pick up some trash, yo. You're a... Oh. You had me before, yo. <laughs> Why? It's uh, whimsical. It's okay. Um, so. <laughs> what else? What else about fall? <laughs> uh, well, I think we have to talk about Halloween specifically. So we talked a little bit about pumpkins, but I think we got to talk about Halloween costumes, trick-or-treating. There are some issues with some of that stuff. Now, let's be very clear. I love Halloween. It brings me great joy to give candy to cutely dressed children in the neighborhood. Like, I think it is like one of the greatest things in the world. It's like innocence and excitement. And I just think it's awesome. So not bashing Halloween. However, some estimate that Halloween is the second most wasteful holiday of the year, which I don't know. Cause I feel like we said that about 4th of July and I feel like Christmas is right up in there. So some say that. I'm not necessarily saying that. However, I think we can all agree that it is fairly wasteful. For sure. So think about like the Halloween costumes that you've bought or even made in past years that have like, they've seen literally five hours of use and then they go away. Not to mention that there's a lot of plastic in the costume accessories and all that stuff. And there's just a lot happening there right yeah it's the the costumes and the costume accessories let's like put the candy wrappers aside for a moment yeah and just like really thinking about the costumes I mean I think about over the span of my lifetime how many pieces of costume related material I've thrown out it's shameful so I try really hard mostly because I'm cheap um but I try really hard to make a costume. I'm not very gifted with the sewing machine or anything like that, but like make a costume from things that you can get from like secondhand stores or thrift stores or whatever. Um, so I like to do that because then I'm like, okay, even though I will probably only wear this once or like once a year at most, it's like, it's giving it a second life anyway. So that makes me feel a little better about it. Right. So it's like, you can get there, but also like 
I made one costume one year that I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And it was very comfortable. I was like a hippie. It wasn't anything exciting, but I like just got a pair of jeans and I turned them into bell bottoms and I like learned a project on the sewing machine. So that was fun. But also it was like a very comfortable because like Halloween in New England can be cold and like nobody, there's no part of me that is going to be wearing a dress. So I was like, this is perfect because it's jeans. And so I have saved that costume. So now anytime there's like a, oh, surprise, my office is having a happy hour for Halloween and everybody has to dress up. It's this week. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a hippie. Like I just pull the same costume out over and over again. And it's not necessarily my like one costume for the year, right? If I'm like, oh, there's an event or like there's something we're going to, then like maybe I'll make a new costume. But also like if you rotate, between friend groups or between social groups, people have no idea. Just don't put it on social media. No one will ever know. Yeah. Or also if someone's like, why are you wearing the same costume? You can be like, I care about the planet, bitch. I am an eco. See, that was worse than the yo. I am an eco warrior princess. That's why you should listen to my podcast. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. That maybe that should be the Halloween costume from now on is like influencer who promotes their podcast. <laughs> that's us. That's awesome because I can just wear my own pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring a mic with you. Yep. Uh, yeah. Halloween. I feel the same way about Halloween costumes as I do about um, the decor. Get a bin, throw it in the bin, forget about it for a year. And then you're going to be delighted. Like you said, you're going to be delighted when someone says like, Hey, do you want to go to this? Like you said, it's always like a happy hour or like a little, it's like a little stupid thing, but you're like, oh, everybody's wearing a costume. And you have no notice, right? Like that would send me into a tailspin. I'd have to go to Party City and spend 50 bucks on a costume in a bag. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I made, I made this thing three years ago for 20 bucks. Like why, why would I want to do that? To dress up as like a bat. At, right. And I've made some pretty cool costumes over the years. Like I think the past five or six years now, I have made my own costume from items I have slash like I bought a t-shirt to go with it. Like I think yep. once we did like we were Jack and Coke and all we did was buy a black t-shirt and a red t-shirt to be Jack and Coke. And yep. we made Halloween costumes once. I forgot about that until you started I was saying this. Snapchat, I think. And you were Instagram. I was Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. And this was that, many years ago when those were like top Halloween. of my most used apps. Yeah. Yeah. And they were also the easiest ones to draw, I think. Totally. Even and, Snapchat. Like that's ambitious. Mine was just a letter. Yeah, I remember struggling with it, but it was really cool. And actually, I'm pretty bummed because a handful of, I have moved an excessive amount of times. An absurd number of times. Like you would think you're in witness protection, the amount of times you've moved, except you yeah. only ever move like at most 40 miles away from. Yeah, like I've moved within a very tiny vicinity of the greater Boston area um, multiple times. I'm, 15, my family is concerned. 20, like, I've like lost, <laughs> lost track. It's like was it like six times in seven years or something yep. like that? Yeah. I think um, so. I, we've been here for a year and a half, so fingers crossed. Um, but I moved, because I moved, I ended up getting rid of things. And I am pissed at myself because I had the Jack and Coke costume. I think Snapchat I had kept. We made little tutus. And yep. I, I don't have the tutu. I have the t-shirt. I don't think I have the tutu anymore. Yeah. I, I think the tutu was the first to go because it was just poofy. Yep. Um, and I made a, a like a bubblegum dispenser costume and I just put little cotton, little colored uh, cotton balls all over myself to look like little gumballs. 
And I've gotten rid of some of those costumes over the year just because of moving and the chaos of moving. And I'm pissed because those were like Easy. automatic costumes. Yep, just pull them out. Mm-hmm. And last year I was Wednesday Adams, which is a very easy costume and a very like plain example of this. But like I did not buy a single thing. I had nope. the dress, the tights. I had the leather jacket that I could wear because it was cold, as you said, and some like black sort of Mary Jane clogs. And it felt great to go out for Halloween knowing that I had not spent a dime on my costume. Yep. Um, And that you're wearing your own clothes because like Halloween costumes are not like the ones you buy at the store. Like they're not made to fit you well. Like they're not comfortable. So when you have your own clothes turned into something else or like you bought something like a t-shirt, like that's awesome because you know it's going to fit and it's comfortable and everything. Like last year I used clothes I already had and then I just bought the accessories and did make up. And I was like, this is great because it's very inexpensive. The accessories can be like transported through time very easily because they don't take up much space and the makeup, like who cares? And this feels very relevant, but I feel like I have to share that um, you were looking at your calendar before we started recording and found a reminder to yourself that we declared we had to make to give us time for Halloween, that we were going to be the sun and moon. Yes. Because we saw two girls who were dressed up as the sun and moon at a function we were at last Halloween. And we were like, wow, those costumes are so easy. Let's do that. We're always like racking our brains for ideas in the beginning or middle of October. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to put a reminder in my phone for October 1st so we don't forget. And now I'm like, ha, huh, remember Halloween when we used to like go to functions? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that'll be a next year Halloween. Yeah. Halloween 2021. We'll put it back in the calendar again. Yeah. I'm going to just snooze it a year. Uh, I did yeah. see some cool things on the internet um, for like how to, um, you know, keep up your good costume game, but do it in an eco-friendly way. One example was having um, a, like a get together with your friends where everybody brings all of the costumes and costume pieces they have. <gasps> That's such a good and idea. You so you don't ha- like your costume or costume pieces, they don't fit anymore. You wore them or you're, you know, whatever it may be. And then you can either swap costumes with somebody or you can like build a costume from all of these rent. Like suppose you had all the pieces for whatever, but you lost your antlers to be a deer, whatever. And then someone else has the antlers and you're like, oh, this is so great. Now I don't have to buy them. That is, I love that idea. I can't believe I've never thought of that because like certainly we have a enough crap between all of our friends that we could just be like, bring everything. And even like I don't know about you, but I feel like I have some pieces in my closet that I'm like, this is not a Halloween costume, but depending on what you want to dress up as, like your leather jacket, you could dress up as like 50 things using a leather jacket and just adding on small stuff to it. So I feel like, you know, there's even stuff in your closet that you can raid. Maybe don't work towards an idea, but like figure out what you have and then work backwards from yeah build an idea from your wardrobe and another thing I saw um was speaking of like having things in your wardrobe was to use old bridesmaid dresses or I was just gonna say that you could always be a dead bridesmaid yeah and or or like another one was like party and like you're a party animal so you're wearing this dress and you could just draw like whiskers on your face love it so yeah I'm like 
what better than to use a bridesmaid dress or some similar like formal wear or like a oh you'll wear it again on Halloween. On Halloween, there will be some fake blood on it, but like you'll yep. wear it again. Uh huh. Yeah. In fact, that actually tackles two not so sustainable things because like nobody ever really wears those again. So there you go. And then I think not super relevant to our age quota, but for people who are trick or treating, you should use items that you already have in your home, like a pillowcase and a yep. reusable shopping bag. Um, don't be tempted to buy the cutesy little trick-or-treating thing. My mom definitely did when I was growing up. Like she definitely bought the, you know, cheesy plastic, whatever it may be to, to carry the candy, but practically you should just use a pillowcase. It's just as good. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm making this up. So don't quote me, but I feel like I had a pumpkin shaped candy bag that was cloth and not plastic which would at least be better than the plastic yeah but yeah the pillowcase became a thing when we were like tweens tweens the pillowcase was a thing because you'd get way more candy i feel like i just so okay first off as a kid you're so right like the stupid little plastic pumpkins did not carry enough candy yeah the pillowcase you could go all night all night um I was just noting the word tween was giving me some shivers. Um, I don't, I don't like tween. I don't like that word. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like it was, remember it was truly the appropriate word. I was like, oh, it was the appropriate yeah. word. Absolutely. Um, the last thing I would say is I, so I had to walk everywhere. I lived in a neighborhood where you could walk everywhere. Um, and so if you live in a quiet neighborhood where you think you can safely trick or treat, via foot do um, make your kids walk it builds character and it helps them burn off some of that energy that they're just building up from all the candy they are definitely eating and so you don't necessarily need to drop your kid off at every house via a car and i Wait, have known people, people do that? that yep or sometimes like neighborhoods will have agreements that like you 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 get together in a car and then you kind of like go to the next section of the neighborhood and like i i walked Miles and miles and miles to earn my candy on Halloween night. I can't even imagine being driven. However, this is such a foreign concept to me. Like I grew in, I grew up in like a planned neighborhood. So there were like thousands of houses. I can't fathom that. So I understand if like you maybe you live really close to a main road or something like that, but I have, seen but I can see like getting dropped off at a safe yes. neighborhood. If you live on a busy road like that, I get but like driving from house. Okay. So again, this is a new England thing. Cause like where I grew up, the houses are like literally 10 feet apart. So like, that would be, I'm like picturing like get in the car and then you drive like literally one human's length away. And then you're like, get out of the car. Like that's insane. Okay. But I realize new England houses are much more spread it's out. It's still so. ridiculous though. And, and yeah, some neighborhoods stupid. like try to do the cutesy thing of having like, um, let me try like a like a flatbed sort of where oh yeah yeah kind of like a hayride exactly and I I remember doing that a couple of times as a kid and thinking like this is so dumb because we're the, the amount of time that it takes for us to like hop on the truck and for us to take the turn around to the next corner of the neighborhood like I could have stopped at three houses in this in this time I'm could have more time. candy time is candy <laughs> time is candy
Okay, so that's it for this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cleanituppod and send us an email with topic questions or product suggestions at cleanituppod at gmail.com. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Welcome to the Clean It Up podcast, where we'll take a... (laughs) 